You're listening to Senior Times Podcasts. Thanks to our sponsors, Expressway, Travel Department and Doro Phones for making this podcast possible. I'm back again. I bet you thought I'd I'd go away. And believe it or not, this is uh, podcast number nine. And uh, and the reason I continue to do them is because I'm really enjoying doing them. And uh, I'm enjoying being forced to think about the, the songs and the songs I like and what comes after the next one and little stories that go with them. So... I have, um, in all modesty, got terrific reaction from um, a lot of people. So that's good. So I'm glad uh, you're happy and particularly you over 50s and even from some people under 50. Anyway, we're off on a meandering roll around life and times in music. And this is uh, the first track I'm going to play and it will be followed by a story. It's setting up a story and it's Adam Faith. What do you want if you don't want money? What do you want if you don't want gold? Say what you want and I'll give it you darling. Wish you wanted my love, baby. What do you want if you don't want Herman? What do you want if you don't want pearls? Say what you want and I'll give it you, darling Wish you wanted my love, baby Well, I'm offering you this heart of mine But all you do is play it cool What do you want, oh boy, you're making a fool of me One of these days when you need my kiss And one of these days when you want me to Don't turn around cause I'll be missing a thing my love, baby Well, I'm offering you a diamond ring But all you do is turn me down What do you want, oh boy, you're going to down on me One of these days when you need my kissing One of these days when you want me to Don't turn around, cause I'll be missing Then you want to my love, baby Oh, well, then you'll want my love, baby. Adam Faith. And uh, Adam Faith was a, a big hit in the 60s. He was an actor. He was a singer. He had uh, four or five uh, number one hits. And he was in a series called Budgie. He played a kind of a sleazy, a wide boy character in Budgie and he was very good and was very popular and uh, as a kid I was a fan of um, Adam Faith so when I got to uh, TVAM I was uh, doing a range of things but I had this series on a Saturday morning which was really a sort of rip-off of uh, This Is Your Life so I would get um, an English star and uh, this was the show presented by Michael Parkinson and we would put together his friends, not quite in the walking in mysteriously. They all know who was coming. So um, I did one on Adam Faith, and we had a number of meetings about it. And the meetings always took place in his office. 
And his office was in Fortnum and Masons in London. And he was so popular with them and so well known that they reserved a corner table for him that was exclusively his. That's where I used to meet Adam Faith. So we had good chats and gossip about the music business in England and and things in general. And one of his best friends was a guy that I met with him once or twice called Terry O'Neill, very famous photographer of stars and very famous iconic photographs of uh, Frank Sinatra and uh, Marilyn Monroe and loads of others. And he was a, a very interesting guy. So... Uh, where is this going? Yes, uh, we did uh, This Is Your Life to, to Adam Faith, and we did it in the Savoy Hotel in London. And uh, Elton John was on, and Jackie Stewart, and Georgie Best. And Elton was staying in the hotel, and we were set up downstairs in one of the um, lovely ballrooms to where the set was for this interview. And we were waiting and waiting on Elton. And uh, he eventually arrived and he was a bit flustered and embarrassed. And apparently um, he had left the bath running in his room. It had flooded down to two floors down. So two floors of the majestic Savoy Hotel were uh, ruined by the lovely Elton John. But we went on and uh, did the programme and it was very good. One last story, or maybe not the last, but at least one more story about TVAM. I um, got on very well with David Frost. I was producing and directing his weekend chat show, or more to say he was probably producing it and I was helping him. But um, my mother came over one weekend and I brought her into the studio to see the recording of the David Frost show. And afterwards, we went down to the canteen to have a cup of coffee, my mother, myself and David Frost. And David was really charming and lovely to my mother. Uh, he said to her, Mrs. McColgan, your son is so talented and I'm really enjoying working with him. He's one of the best producers that I've ever worked with. No, he was laying it on a bit. And she said to him then, oh, David, you don't have to tell me about John. Sure, Mike Murphy and Gay Byrne love him. Is it getting better? Or do you feel the same? Will it make it easier on you now? You got someone to blame. You say, one love, one life. When it's one need in the night, one love we get to share it. Leaves you, baby. Me to 
One from you two, uh, an incredible band, and I have to say I'm I'm one of them. I'm one of the thousands of people who are very very proud of them. I've seen them uh, four or five times here in Dublin, and uh, I've met Bono and the lads once or twice. And uh, I think Bono is a giant of a man. I think what he has achieved for the music business in Ireland, what he's achieved for hunger around the world, he's uh, an exceptional guy. Now, I was talking about my mother a moment ago, and now my father was a great, great fan of Joseph Locke. And uh, he was uh, an Irish singer who was very, very popular in the 40s and 50s and and into the 60s. And he sang in Ireland, sang in England. He was on the Royal uh, Variety. He was on the Palladium. And uh, he had a number of big hit albums. So um, I saw that he was on 
in the Bramer rooms. And I said to my father, Daddy, would you like to see Joseph Locke? He's on. And he said, oh, I said, that'd be very nice. So off we went to see Joseph Locke. My heart is broken, but what care I? Such pride inside me has broken. I'll try my best not to cry by and by when the final farewells must be spoken. I'll join the Legion, that's what I'll do. Human hearts are staunch and true. I shall start my life anew. Goodbye, as time I sought a foreign climb, where I may find there are hearts more kind than I leave behind. And so I go to fight a savage foe, girls I've kissed In some Mathesinian French Dominion I shall do my bit and fall for the flag if I must Where the desert sand is nice and handy I'll be full of grit You won't see my heels for the dust I'll do or die You'll know the reason why when told Of only a fool's last stand for the father applause, thunderous applause, and the uh, entire audience would have been on their feet during that, uh, waving white hankies in the air or tablecloths. He was a really charismatic uh, entertainer, told great stories uh, between the songs, and uh, it was a great night, and I really enjoyed it. At the end of the night, I said to Daddy, would you like to get his autograph? And he would be quite shy, and he sort of said, well, okay. <laughs> Right. Which I think meant yes, and uh, I said, "Come on up with me." I can't be bothering him, but he was signing autographs. So uh, I, I knew the maitre d' in the room, so he kind of ushered me through to the brain rooms, which ran a lot of cabarets at the time. 
I did a show there with Neil Tobin, with uh, Twink, with various people. But in any event, here we are after Joseph Locke and we have a programme and we go up. I say, uh, Mr Locke, my father's a big fan and would you mind? So he made a terrific fuss of my father and said, well, Mr McCulligan, what a pleasure to meet you. And, oh, thank you so much for coming to see me. And my father then got into conversations with him about the songs he knew and so on. So my father was over the moon, chuffed. It was his Elvis. Ellie is fine, the sun shines most of the time. And the feeling is laid back. Palm trees grow and rents are low, but you know, keep thinking about Making my way back Well, I'm New York City, born and raised But nowadays I'm lost between two shores L.A.'s fine, but it ain't home New York's home, but it ain't mine no more I am myself Deep inside And I've tried But it won't let me go And I'm not a man Who likes to swear But I never cared For the sound Of being alone I am I said To no one there And no one I am, I cried I am, said I And I am lost and I can even say why I am, I said
Neil Diamond, what a great artist, what a great entertainer and what a great songwriter. I mean, his catalogue of his songs are incredible. I am a scratching rosy, uh, red, red wine, Kentucky woman, cherry, cherry, they go on and on. And uh, I saw him in Crow Park. He's just quite an astonishing entertainer. And I know he wasn't always cool with the cool set. They thought he wore too much sparkle and his hair too much bouffant, so he wasn't in the rock category. But to me, he wrote better songs than than most people. And unfortunately, poor Neil is uh, not well. He has Parkinson's and it looks like he may not be able to perform live again. And that must be a real tragedy for him. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not subscribe to Senior Times, the magazine and website for people who don't act their age. Or maybe you have a loved one or a friend who you know would love to read more. You can buy a subscription and have the magazine delivered direct to their door. To subscribe to Senior Times, visit the website at seniortimes.ie and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash senior times. Now, um, I played Seamus Heaney a few weeks ago and I and many, many people love Seamus Heaney. He's a really special man and this is one of his poems that he's reading himself and it will break your heart. Midterm break. I sat all morning in the college sick bay counting bells nailing classes to a close. At two o'clock our neighbours drove me home. In the porch I met my father crying. He had always taken funerals in his stride. And Big Jim Evans, saying it was a hard blow. The baby cooed and laughed and rocked the pram when I came in. And I was embarrassed by old men standing up to shake my hand and tell me they were sorry for my trouble. Whispers informed strangers I was the eldest, away at school as my mother held my hand in hers and coughed out angry, tearless sighs. At ten o'clock the ambulance arrived with the corpse, stanched and bandaged by the nurses. Next morning I went up into the room. Snowdrops and candles soothed the bedside. I saw him for the first time in six weeks. Paler now, Wearing a poppy bruise on his left temple, he lay in the four-foot box as in his cot. No gaudy scars. The bumper knocked him clear. A four-foot box. A foot for every year.
A beautiful uh, slow air there from Tony McMahon. And Tony and I worked together on a show that we did in the Dublin Theatre Festival called The Well. And The Well being uh, the source of traditional music, The Well, from which the music came. And Tony put it together. I produced, directed and staged it. And uh, it was very, very popular. And uh, I love Tony McMahon as an artist. And he is a sublime accordion player and the slow airs um, sort of break your heart and talking about breaking your heart the went straight from uh, Seamus Heaney into Tony McMahon and uh, the last line of the mid-term break there it sort of comes as a shock the first time you hear it laying in a four-foot box a foot for every year Anyway, we move along. I um, Another great friend of mine in this business that I worked with quite a bit was a man called Eamon Kelly. He was what was called a, a shanakri, or a storyteller. And uh, I did a number of things with him. I did a tribute concert to him in the, uh, in the Abbey Theatre, Sunday night at the Abbey, with a galaxy of stars. I also did a documentary with Eamon Kelly called The Man from the Mountains. And I was fascinated with Eamon Kelly since I was a child, really, since I was 10 or 11, and I heard him on the radio reading those in my father's time stories that were captivating and hypnotic. And eventually I got to a position of some creative power in RTE, so whenever I had the opportunity, I cast Eamon Kelly, and then I made this documentary, The Man from the Mountains. And here's a short clip. We were in John B. Keane's pub in uh, in Listowel, and John B. and Brian McMahon and Eamon Kelly were having a conversation about what was special about Eamon Kelly. He had a lovely poem about the screaming plane. He, he was also, he has two personae. He has three personae. He's a straight actor. He's a, a shanachi and he's also a craftsman. Don't ever mm -hmm. forget that. But I have said it before, that the training you get as a craftsman, like the stonecutter, he must have a bed and a face to the stone, so he must start somewhere. Yes. And in the same way, the carpenter who is making a jam for a door, he has to have a straight face and a straight edge. And when, when that's at the right angle, then all the other measurements can be taken from that. And I found that that fundamental preparation was of uh, extreme value. Yeah. Uh, when I came to, you get the first reading of the play to, yeah. to, to the work that you get in the character. You were born with a distinct advantage over myself and Brian. You think so? Yes, you because you have, a, you have a rogue's face and he can take yes. a word or a, or a phrase or a sentence and he can swing it like that, like, like um, a hypnotist pendulum in front of you so that he captivates you and you're totally speechless while he's talking. Mm -hmm. Until you see his story finished, he just, he just captures, it's, it's a magician's art. But when he came, he, f he fastened on to indigenous humour, native humour, which was raw material in the countryside, and you focused into something new, and the people, you know, then collapsed in the aisles with the simple stories of their surroundings, when uh, it, 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 it exemplifies something which I'm always talking about. Yeah, it's pretty precious. That, Art yeah. comes up out of the clay, yeah. Yeah. and oh, it's refined yeah. in the cities. And yeah. then when it's blown, the seeds grow back over the countryside well, again. Well, you and John, you have done that, you know, as you have done that because you have written out of Kerry. In, in my plays, there's many a line and a bit of a line by Kelly because whenever they'd be stuck and when I wouldn't be there during rehearsals, the bold airman would come along and stick in a line in my absence. And I remember uh, there were a hissing side at the Abbey after uh, many a long day and uh, they were stuck for a verse. 
and Eamon wrote his own verse, and nobody knew the difference. No. So he has this uncanny knack as well for composition and for creation. He's a marvellous old fella, you know, yes. in many ways. Uh, marvellous young fella, excuse me. Every time I see, um, you know, a comedian on television telling a story, I compare him with Eamon Kelly. Mm -hmm. Because Kelly has that... He, on the surface, he provokes and generates laughter, but there's more to him. He's deep, his roots go very, very deep, so that the flavour is left long after the story is told, and that's the true test of it. Sorry that uh, clip was a little bit clipped at the end. Nevertheless, you get a sense of those beautiful Kerry accents and the, and the conversation, and it's so lyrical and, and so poetic, and John B. was so descriptive about Eamon Kelly and uh, it was a lovely documentary and I'm very proud of it. And staying in the same mood, here's a piece with John B. on his own ruminating on the pleasures of drink. No man was ever born into this world with such a passionate love of liquor as myself. I, I, it isn't just that I love liquor for the taste of it, I love the plop of whiskey into a glass. I love it. I love to listen to it. I love to see the cream on a pint. I love the first powerful, violent impact of a glass of whiskey when I throw it back in me and when it hits the mark below. I chase it then with a pint and that's even more beautiful still. Drink in moderation is one of the most ridiculous statements ever made. You must drink a little more than moderation. St. Paul, in his wisdom, said we should take a little wine for our stomach's sake and for our frequent infirmities. Uh, my, my problem, I think, is this, is that I was born with a liking for it, as I say. I have a woman who is never too hard than me over drink. Well, a few times, <clears throat> John said, I'm going to give up drink. And we said, all right. And after three days, we said, for God's sake, go away and take a drink. He was walking up and down, banging doors up and down the street, bars of chocolate. So we said, you drink it. There it is now. Take it and drink it. That's the way we feel about him. We think he, he has to have a drink. He needs it and it keeps him happy and relaxed. And um, <clears throat> we like him to take a drink. And I like him. <laughs> John B. Keane on the pleasures of drink. Not just the sight of it and the smell of it, the sound, the plop of whiskey into the glass. And then Mary uh, popping in saying that uh, he tried to give it up a number of times, which I know he did. And she eventually said to him, don't, because you're impossible and you're a much nicer person when you take a drink. But it was lovely and whimsical and I could listen to John B. all day. And now, where are we going? Feck, I've forgotten myself. O.M. Yes, here we are. And a flashback in time to the first huge hit from uh, the Donegal girl, Bridie Gallagher. There's one fair county in Ireland With memories so glorious and grand Where nature has lavished its bounty it's the orchard of Erin's Greenland I love its cathedral and city 
once founded by Patrick so true And it bears in the heart of its bosom The ashes of Brian Baru It's my own Irish home Far across the phone Although I've often left it In foreign lands to roam No matter fabulous singing voice Bridie Gallagher she had a rather tragic life as a lot of people in the business have done but uh, she had a number of albums and loads of hits and that voice in the County Armagh was sung the length and breadth of the country for years at every gathering and sing song um, but moving on from Bridie Gallagher who had some tragedy in her life to a woman who had a lot of tragedy in her life
gentleman, the President of the United States. Thank you. I can now retire from politics after having had a happy birthday sung to me in such a sweet, wholesome way. That's Frankie Valley and the boys. They went on to do a huge sta- stage show that was a huge hit, The Four Seasons, which was also great, and a lot of great songs, and that's a fantastic falsetto. Now, I have a story for you, but you have to wait till the end of this song. Why do the birds go on singing? 
Does my heart go on beating? Why do these eyes of mine cry? Skeeter. Anyway, that's me being a bit theatrical. Um, that was Skeeter Davis, whom I knew of. Uh, but Mike Murphy and I went to America to do a series called Murphy's America. And one of the episodes was all about Nashville. And uh, we were shooting in one of these mega uh, evangelist churches one day and it was it was really really full of people and there was a wild preacher and people were standing up and down and waving their arms and shouting bless the man god bless the man and he the preacher would take a number of people from the audience and ask the audience to put their hands in the air and pray for them to heal them and then he said uh, i would like you to all bring this woman up to the stage. And he said, Skeeter Davis, come on up to the stage. So up walked Skeeter Davis, who apparently was a bad alcoholic. So he placed his hands on her and asked everybody to pray for her. And that was in this uh, mega church, an extraordinary experience to be in one of those churches in one of those kind of revivalist meetings. It was just incredible. And uh, poor Skeeter was prayed for. And she did die uh, a couple of years later. This is the wonderful Kathleen Watkins. And Kathleen and Gay toured Ireland for a number of years with, as Gay called it, a one-man show with a woman. So it was Gay. It was a fantastic show. Gay was brilliant. And uh, Kathleen came on and she introduced and read a number of poems beautifully. This is one, it's uh, John O'Donoghue's Blessing. On the day when the weight deadens on your shoulders and you stumble, may the clay dance to balance you. And when your eyes freeze behind the grey window and the ghost of loss gets into you, may a flock of colours, indigo, red, green and azure blue, come to awaken in you a meadow of delight. When the canvas frays and the curragh of thought and a stain of ocean blackens beneath you, may there come across the waters a path of yellow moonlight to bring you safely home. May the nourishment of the earth be yours, may the clarity of light be yours, may the fluency of the ocean be yours, May the protection of the ancestors be yours. And so may a slow wind work these words of love around you, an invisible cloak to mind your life. The beautiful, the lovely, the wonderful Kathleen Watkins. Um, she's one of our best friends and we love her and we love gay and uh, they went around as i said they went around the uh ireland and they had such a great time and they filled halls everywhere 
and I have a surprise for you somewhere down the line. I will produce for you a version of Gay's one-man show with a woman. But that track was taken from um, RTE's um, The Irish Voice, and that was her reading uh, John O'Donoghue's The Blessing, and uh, nobody reads a poem as well as Kathleen Watkins. This is The Fairfield Four. Swing low, sweet Stop it. 
rock me, Lord. Come and ease it. Just has to put a smile on your face. The harmonies there, the Fairfield Four, and my um, brother Jerry, who loves all sorts of music, and sort of turned me on to the Fairfield Four. They are fantastic. Uh, I love them, and uh, just the harmonies, the voices, the, the passion. The they're just great. Hi, I'm Quiva Debara from Throkra. I hope you and those you love are safe and well. In Ireland, we're doing all we can to protect each other. But can you imagine not being able to wash your hands because you don't have running water? That's the reality for many people Throker supports. This virus knows no borders, but neither should our compassion. Now more than ever, we need your support to protect them. Please give whatever you can. Call 1850-408-408 or visit throker.org. Throker, until love conquers fear. Since we started this series, I've really got to like John Prine more and more. And we'll have one John Prine before we go. We used to have good times together But now I feel them slip away It makes me cry To see love die So sad to watch good love go bad Remember how we used to feel, dear You said nothing could change your mind It breaks my heart to see us part So sad to watch good love go bad Is it any wonder That I feel so blue When I know for certain That I'm Remember how we used to feel, dear You said nothing could change your mind It breaks my heart To see us part So sad to watch Good love go bad So sad to watch 
good love go bad. Gee, on Prime, so sad to watch good love go bad. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And as I said to you before, I'm never sure how it all hangs together till, till I listen to it back. But I'm done now, and we're coming up to our last track, and it's a lady that I really admire and love her, and I just love this track. This is the wonderful Sharon Shannon with Blackbird. This is the wonderful Sharon Shannon with Blackbird.
that wonderful accordion playing. Sharon, Shannon, you're fantastic. Uh, I really enjoyed that. And that's brought us more or less to the end today. I hope you have enjoyed it. And if you had, let us know. So this is Dwayne Eddy with his hit from the 60s, Because They're Young. And for all you young folks out there, and a male and female and over 50 and over 70 and under. I hope you enjoy the music and the stories. I'll be back next week.